Hey guys, and welcome to 3.1.2. So relationships with outdoor environments expressed by specific Indigenous communities both before and after European colonisation. So in this episode, we're going to look at the Indigenous relationships before and after European colonisation. When we look at the word relationships, we need to make sure that we're talking about those three key words, which is perceptions, interactions and impacts. Um, we need to make sure that they are very specific to the Bunurong people, okay? So we need to make sure that when we see the word relationships, it's perception, interaction, impact. And when we see specific Indigenous communities, we talk about the Bunurong people, okay? And when we talk about where the Bunurong people were, we look at them uh, from the swampland at the Kuirup Swamp area all the way down to Wilson's Prom and we've seen that on a map. And when we go to Sandy Point, we'll start to see a few more of those areas. All right, guys, let's get started. So the first dot point we're looking at from 3.1.2 is the Indigenous relationships before European colonisation. So relationships, obviously, perceptions, interactions, and impact. So we're going to start with perceptions. So they obviously saw the land as their mother, it was something that if they looked after the land, the land looked after them. They had a spiritual connection with the land, okay? The land was perceived in terms of worship. So they would worship the land. They they saw that as their um, church in a way, okay? Um, they had this, they they related to the land. They they saw it as something that they were a part of. They They didn't have a a gap between them and the land. They thought they were a part of it just like any other animal. Um, they had extremely sacred sites and that's something like Wilson's Prom. Um, Mount Oberon down there is very sacred and once again it's about the land being sacred. It wasn't something they built, it was about what was around them, okay? And they very much lived their life one with the land. Um, as I said, they're part of the land, they're equal to it. But overall the perception, for the most part, guys, you will end up writing they saw the land as their mother, okay? As they thought they were the protector of the land and the land would protect them. They were part of the land or equal to the land. As long as you've got that, that's the main part what you need to be able to write down for perceptions. Now, when we talk about interactions, we need to make sure we're specific, okay? It needs to be specific to the Bunurong people. So we need to talk about where they did things and what they did in certain areas. So we've spoken a little bit about it. But in the summer months, they would go down and they would hunt the black swamp wallaby, the Cape Barren geese, shellfish, all of those things at Phillip Island. Now, if you get an exam question or a SAT question, you need to be able to state that as an interaction, okay? Um, we've spoken about them having a semi-nomadic lifestyle. So you can't just write semi-nomadic lifestyle. You need to be able to say um, they lived a semi-nomadic lifestyle from... Kuirup Swamp in the winter time and Cranbourne in the winter time where it was a little bit more protected and then in the summer months they'd go down to the cooler areas such as Sandy Point, Wilson's Prom, Phillip Island, um, Point Leo, any of those places where and you, it shows that you have an understanding of where they actually moved to from one area to another. Um, they built bark canoes down at Phillip Island, okay. Um, they would use trees and different plants to make um, utensils to go harvesting for some things like shellfish. Remember how we talked about how they would 
um, hunt the shellfish and then, well, they'd uh, gather the shellfish and then they would leave the shell middens and that was that, that impact side of it and we'll lead on to that in a moment. But you need to be really specific with those interactions and talk about what it was and where it happened so that when the examiner or me as um, your teacher marking your sacks, it shows to me that you have a really good understanding of what the Bunurong people did, not just Indigenous people in general. Um, and then the last part of it is obviously our impacts. So when we talk about them leading that semi-nomadic lifestyle, their impact was minimal, okay? Um, it allowed flora and fauna to flourish. So they would go away and it would come back and it had time to grow again, all right? Compared to farming where you deplete the stocks quite regularly, which is what a lot of the, the um, white European settlers did. Um, overall, their impacts were generally low. So the middens, rock art, tree scars, any of those things, a very low impact, okay? So the tree scars, when they made the bark canoes, the trees were able to still continue to grow. Yes, there was a scar on them, but for the most part, they were fine. Um, having the, the middens, they only ever took what they needed. They never took more than what they needed. Once again, it allowed replenishment. Um, we could talk about fire stick farming, which was an interaction that they did. And then the impact was that, yes, there would have been some impact. It would have altered the landscape slightly, but it was actually really good for the environment as well because, remember, it replenished and rejuvenated the soil um, and it, it would decompose dry wood and logs and those sorts of things quicker than what normal um, decay would, okay, which allowed for more nutrients in the environment, which allowed it, allowed trees to spring um, or plants to spring new growth quite quickly and regularly. Um, overall, guys, that's pretty much what you need to know for that. You need to know perceptions, interactions, and impacts, okay? You need to make sure that you explain each of them very carefully. You need to make sure that you're specific with it um, because the often in the exam questions and SAT questions, people aren't specific enough. It's It might be worth five or six marks. Most people will get three marks, but they don't get those full marks because they've not shown the examiner exactly what they needed to see. And that's the specific nature of um, what the Bunurong people do. Okay. And so that is before European colonization. Alrighty, so when we talk about indigenous relationships after European colonization, perceptions remained unchanged. So the indigenous people, the Bunurong people, saw the land as their mother still. They still saw all the same perceptions. None of that changed um, when the early Europeans came. It sort of came about more with their interactions. So the specific interactions for the Bunurong people, things like fire stick farming, they were deterred from doing that. The Western, the or the Westerners or the early Europeans came across and they really discouraged that. They put up a lot of fences which restricted that semi-nomadic lifestyle. Um, and then the early settlers to Western Port Bay introduced sheep and cattle which the Bunurong hunted and that led to um, some big issues as well. Okay, so look, for the most part, the indigenous people, the Bunurong people, wanted to continue doing what they had been doing, um, but the early Europeans changed that for them by either deterring them from doing it, by putting up fences, to making it that little bit harder for them. Um, the impacts which then came about because of that, so because people 
were, or the Bunurong people weren't doing as much fire stick farming, it led to an increased fuel load, and that's why larger scale fires were happening, and they still happen now. There was greater destruction of the land um, due to those out of control fires. Um, flora and fauna were no longer able to flourish because the Bunurong people sort of didn't get to live the same nomadic lifestyle as they once did. Okay, and then the Bunurong were once again restricted in their movements, which therefore um, exhausted some of the the animals and plants um, that were in those areas. So shell middens would have become bigger because they couldn't leave those areas or it was harder for them to travel. For the most part, as I said, um, look, in the exam and in SACS, a lot of the time the question is normally about the before European colonisation. That's normally where you'll see a bigger, bigger mark question. It might be worth five or six marks. Whereas anything with the after European colonisation, I haven't seen too much more than two or three marks normally. Okay, so it's not something that they focus on nearly as much. But you need to be prepared for it. You need to be aware that they can ask you that. Um, but otherwise, guys, you really need to, as I said, know the perception, interaction, and impact for the Bunurong people there. Alright, so this is one last little dot point that comes under 3.1.2. In the past, they've only, I've only ever seen one exam question on this, and it was only worth three marks, but it wouldn't surprise me to see it at the end of this year or potentially next. Um, the reason for this is that they're starting to talk about it says after European colonisation, so they can still talk about contemporary Indigenous relationships. So that is talking about the now, okay? So contemporary is in the last 20 years. Um, the perception, it's still a strong link for the Bunurong people and for Indigenous people as a whole. They still see um, Australia, they they talk about their country, which is, um, they, they're talking about their land. Um, they still see the land as their mother. They still have that continue to want to care for the environment and want to protect the environment so the perception is still very similar the interactions not so much but they still try to do a lot in um, sustainable manners okay so a lot of indigenous people are now working with governments to help um, teach westerners how to fire stick farm or how to use fire in national parks to reduce fuel loads um, Indigenous people continue to push for more sustainable use of the environment um, and they they don't necessarily get to, obviously, they don't live that nomadic lifestyle the way they once did. Um, the Bunurong people, there is still some cultural sites out there for them, okay, but more and more are still continue to being destroyed um, or disturbed on a daily basis because people aren't actually aware of the environment and what it actually represents to the Bunurong people. Um, but they're slowly but surely getting a little bit more protected, they're, though their sites are getting a little bit more protected. Um, with the Bunurong people, health and education and social issues are still a big thing as well. Um, look, for the most part, it's something that you just need to be aware of. Contemporary Indigenous relationships, perception, they still care about the land the interactions have changed, but they still practice in some fire stick farming in national parks alongside the, the government. Um, the impacts, they don't necessarily have um, any huge impacts, neither positive or negative. Um, if we're going to talk about it, you could talk about the fire stick farming with the government. Um, it's a positive because they're reducing fuel loads. 
on the flip side, there is the negative that they are still altering the environment in some way, shape, or form. It's something to be aware of, guys, just to make sure that you've got your head around what contemporary means. We will start to talk about contemporary issues going forward um, in a few dot points time. Otherwise, guys, that is it for 3.1.2. So as I said, you need to make sure that you know the um, indigenous relationships before European colonization, after European colonization, and just have an idea about the contemporary indigenous relationships. Relationships, perceptions, interactions, and impacts. Know them well. And that is it for this dot point. Have a wonderful afternoon.